Well, hello, teachers, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. My name is Caitlin Mitchell, and I am your host. Today, we are interviewing one of the teachers in our Writing Instruction, a Proven Approach online professional development course. Her name is Amy, and she is an eighth grade teacher. She's taught anywhere from sixth to twelfth grade over the last eight years, and she and I were talking before we even started recording this episode together. We were just chit-chatting beforehand, and she was just saying how this is the year that she finally feels like she just has that confidence that she was after as a writing teacher, that confidence that she was looking for in herself because everything makes sense now. The formula behind our approach with evidence-based writing, with our course, the structure of it, the way that it's set up, the scope and the sequence, but not only has it impacted her in a positive way, but it's impacted her students in a very profound and positive way as well. So I'm really excited to share her story with you guys for you to hear what she's doing with her students now, how she went from that stressed out, overwhelmed writing teacher to a writing teacher that just has got it down. So let's get into today's episode. I cannot wait for you to meet Amy and to hear her story. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Well, welcome, Amy, to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, Before we get started and hearing about your journey as a writing teacher, if you can just give our listeners a little bit of background information about you, maybe what grades you've taught, how long you've been teaching for, things like that. Okay. Well, I've been teaching for eight years now. Um, I've taught anywhere from sixth through 12th grade. I've taught a little bit of everything, all (laughs) English though. Um, For the past two years, I've been doing eighth grade uh, ELA. So I feel pretty ingrained in the middle school process now. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love it. And how do you feel working with eighth graders? I love it. I really do. Um, They're still immature enough that you can have fun with them, but they're not so immature that you need to wipe noses and, you know, <laughs> deal with the tattletale stuff. So yes. I feel like I've found my niche. I completely agree. I loved teaching eighth grade so much. It was such a great age. Even though like the end of the school year, they really have graduated and they're in yes. high school already. It's yes. still such a wonderful age to teach. Um So we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, your transformation as a writing teacher. And I would love to start kind of with the end in mind. If you can tell our listeners where you are now as a writing teacher and today, present day, how do you feel when you teach writing to your students? How are your students doing with their writing? Um, Kind of paint us a picture of your present day as a writing teacher. Okay. Well, I'm uh, fairly confident in my answer on this because I just finished grading 100 essays wow. <laughs> over a telltale heart last week. Um, so I know exactly where my students are. Um, but um, starting this year and where we are right now, we are well into the process. The kids understand um, the format that's expected. They understand evidence. They understand matching your evidence to your claim. Um, so we have 
really worked hard to get the language and the format together. And so now when I say we're going to write, they have a good idea of what they're doing. So, you know, we're a quarter and a half into the year. So I feel like we're right where we should be. That's great. Time. That's wonderful that they already feel that way a quarter and a half into the school year. Because yes. imagine yes. how far they're going to be able to go. I know. I'm by excited. The time they graduate. I'm excited to see what they end up with. Yes. 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 You'll have to keep us posted. Come back into the Facebook group and let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then can you speak to how you feel? You said you feel confident, but can you sure. elaborate on that? Like when you walk into the classroom and you are doing a writing assignment with your kids, mm-hmm. describe that emotion for us. Um, I do feel confident and I'll, almost excited. We're not, we're not quite there yet to be just like super excited. Um, but I am excited to see their progress. I'm excited because I can see in their faces that hesitancy is gone. The dread is gone um, that you usually associate with, okay, guys, now we're going to write an essay. Um, I think they've come to the acceptance fact that we will be writing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so They've just gotten over that. And so being able to see that they trust me, that I'm walking them through the process and that I have confidence in them that they're going to be successful. um, That's just, that's an amazing feeling as a teacher. Yeah. um, Because you can so easily drown in all the different ability levels. And this way I, at this point I have targeted who needs what, and I feel like I will have the time to address it. That's great. And I'm so glad that you said that you feel confident now and that that confidence is being seen through your students too. Like they see your Mm -hmm. confidence, so they feel confident. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we forget how much, how we show up as teachers really has an impact in the classroom. Absolutely. And they definitely see that, especially, you know, with benchmark testing or state testing, they know we hate it too. So of course (laughs) they hate it. Um, And it's hard to fake that, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're going to be doing a writing assignment. It's going to take multiple class periods, multiple days. Um, They want to know that you have buy-in as well. Mm -hmm. And they're more apt to perform if they know you like what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. And that's such a key thing, I think, for people to take away. If they Mm -hmm. don't take away anything else from this episode, which I know that they will take away more because (laughs) you have an amazing story to share. But that is such a huge part, I really believe, of being just an effective teacher that Mm -hmm. your students want to work for. And, you know, that they, they want to work for us and they want to do their best for us because we know that they can give that to us, you know. Yes. And just talking well with my students, like I just said, I finished grading a hundred essays and I just went over with them individually, you know, what their strengths and their weaknesses were. And some of them were disappointed, but I think that's because they're used to teachers just checking things off. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that they felt disappointed, but then hearing me say, but I know you can fix this, you know, I, they're encouraged as well. And they also know they're not going to get away with uh, just less than great work in in my room. Well, good for you. They are going to grow so much towards the end of the year. That's what you're already doing with them right now. And I I know what you're saying that they, that it's, you know, in the past, you can't control what they've been exposed to in the past, but Mm -hmm. you can control what's happening for your students and their writing in your classroom. And 
allowing them to grow by not being perfect because right. we're never going to be. <laughs> right. So that's wonderful. I love that you shared that. So with where you are now, your students are doing well, you feel confident, everything is seeming to come together for you and just going fantastically. Walk me back to a couple years ago when you were teaching writing, maybe in sixth grade, seventh grade, or some of the other grade mm-hmm. levels that you had, maybe even last year with your eighth graders before you had implemented the evidence-based writing mm-hmm. framework with your kids. What was writing like for you as a writing teacher then? Um, say prior to this year, I felt pretty confident in the brainstorming. <laughs> like, here's your topic. Mm-hmm. Now let's get a structure and an outline going. But past that, it was very unorganized. Um, I would just kind of tell them to write and then I would stop and back up. Oh, wait, you forgot thesis. Let's go over a thesis. Oh, wait, you, we don't have transitions. Let's back up and do that. And so I felt like it was very disorganized. I felt stressed and chaotic. And so I know they did too. Um, and I really feel like, you know, revising and editing is a huge weakness for middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. So expecting them to be able to come back and forth and back and forth like that, it just was unrealistic. And so by the end, we were finally all just like, you know what, type in a final draft, let's be done. Um, So I was very frustrated. I I dreaded it, um, but it was one of those things you knew you had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were just begging to be done. Yeah. They just wanted to read stories and be done. And so <laughs> like, like we talked about earlier, my negativity and my frustration with it definitely carried over into the classroom. And so um, I knew there had to be a way to do this better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I wasn't working off any formal curriculum. My, my school doesn't have one. They allow a lot of you know, autonomy in the classroom for the teachers, which is great, except that when you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just piecing it all together and hoping for the best. Yeah. 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 And that's very frustrating because we don't have the time to do that with all of the other things we have to do. And how do we even know that something we find is going to work when we actually implement it in our classroom? So it's really kind of this black hole of, of not knowing what to do. Um, So then being in writing instruction or course and doing evidence-based writing with your students, how has it provided you the structure that you didn't have in the past? Um, Well, this time I definitely had it planned from the get-go because it even came with a scope and sequence, (laughs) which I have to admit I was a little skeptical about because it was such a huge chunk of time Mm -hmm. to dedicate to that. Um, But I'm totally a believer now because it was well (laughs) worth every moment. Um, So just having a plan, I have felt so much less stress even in just my daily lesson plans now that have carried over into other units, not just... Um, the writing instruction, um, just knowing what's going to come next and how to tweak that as needed. Um, And then, as always, the differentiation that's needed in the classroom is so hard to do for your low end to the highest end. And I found that this program really worked well for everyone. And it got to the point towards the end where I was just offering the graphic organizers for those who wanted it. Cause I didn't feel like everyone needed it. Um, but the amount of kids who want to come up and take that and use it shows me they wanted to use those resources as mm-hmm. well. So that was exciting to see that they, um, 
didn't want to just phone it in, but they were going to do their best as well. Yeah. That's so wonderful to hear that the differentiation is working for you Mm -hmm. because that's something we get a lot of feedback on. Teachers will send us direct messages or emails saying, how do you differentiate for writing? Because if you don't have, you know, a framework or a structure, like a system really in place, Mm -hmm. it's hard to know how to change things for a certain piece of the essay that you're teaching them. And then when they go to write it, how does it work? What does that even look like? Um, And I, I totally agree with you that the evidence-based writing framework makes differentiation much more teacher-friendly and not this huge weight on our shoulders that when I used to hear that word would make me feel. Absolutely. Yes, because you've got some kids that can't even formulate a main idea sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but giving them those sentence starters is all they need to get yeah. them going. And then others just need the outline to kind of help them remember, oh yeah, next I need the justification. And so just those reminders are helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have those posters in my room. And so I see students refer to them frequently, or I'm pointing to them all the time as well. And so I've had SPED teachers come in and see how it has worked um, with myself and my co-teacher for that one uh, inclusion class that I have. And so, you know, like I said, my, my inclusion kids and I have a GT class as well. They have all benefited from the instruction. That's so, so wonderful. I absolutely love that. And I want to go back. You just were mentioning someone that, you know, one of your co-teachers, when we were talking before we started recording, you had said that the other teachers in your department kind of were skeptical about this new program that you were going to implement. So how did that go? (laughs) They were. Well, I came in, you know, I was texting them over the summer. Hey, I'm doing this program. Let me know if you want in. And, you know, you get crickets. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I came in in August with a binder. And they're like, oh, my gosh, there's a binder. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I think the way I presented it may have not been, um, I don't know, as accessible because I wanted to tell them everything all at once. Um, But they're like, yeah, we'll see. But then after I spent those six weeks and they thought, man, she is wasting time um, and she should already be into her novel by now and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, But then my co-teacher for the inclusion class also teaches with another teaching partner of mine. And so she started taking some of those strategies into that and Now everyone's like, now tell me again what you're doing and how did this work? And maybe I need to do this next year. I say, you don't have to wait till next year. You can start now. So, yeah. uh, So I'm getting a lot of questions and, you know, they're not all in yet, but I think we will be for next year. I think we'll all be on the same page. Yeah, I'm sure. It is interesting because whenever you try to bring something new, Mm-hmm. People are always a little like, but I don't know, because it's that's fair. We don't know. You know, right, we are always right. given new curriculums or new things, or we're going to do this. This is new. This is new. This is new. And I get that as a teacher. So many times I've been like, I don't like pump the brakes. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. really ready yet. Um, but it's wonderful to hear that they are starting to see how it's benefiting yes. your students and how it's going. Well, and I've also had um, one of our administrators used to teach high school English. And when he came in and observed me one day, he saw the posters I had in the room with the, you know, the language of mm-hmm. claim and statement and justification. And he said, where did you get that? <laughs> you know, so I was talking about, he says, well, those are the words the high school teachers mm-hmm. use. And those are not terms that are commonly used in middle school. And he, so he was very thankful to see that that vertical alignment yeah. would be happening for my students. Yeah, so. that's huge. I'm glad that you said that too, um, that he used to teach high school because when Jessica and I were developing 
evidence-based writing and the whole curriculum and all the course and everything, I actually went to one of our local high schools and sat down with the English teachers and talked Mm -hmm. to them about how they were teaching writing and the expectations that they had for students coming in as freshmen, you know, what they wanted to see Mm -hmm. from those freshmen um, students coming from eighth grade to make sure that we were really preparing any eighth graders or even, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders who are using this framework in those grade levels, really preparing them for when they get to high school, they're, they're good. You know, they, they know what to, to write. They know how to write. Um, and it's just been amazing for me. And I'm sure you'll see this next year after your eighth graders graduate and they go to high school, yes. they're going to come back to you and they're going to say, thank you so much. You <laughs> made so. high school so much easier for me. I still get emails from kids sometimes and it's just amazing to see how it transpires mm-hmm for everything that they do in their future. Well, and I have a son who is now in senior advanced placement uh, English classes, and he's seen some of the stuff, and he's like, man, I wish I would have known that. I mean, he has struggled. He's been successful now, but just seeing the, the different work that he's put in over the years, I know that this would make a big difference for him. So yeah. I'm hoping that I'm getting these kids on the right path. You are. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> are, Amy. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions. And then I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but at the very end, I have like five quick fire questions for you that oh, are, gosh. they're fun. Okay. They're fun questions. <laughs> okay. There's no like thinking behind it that you need to have done. Okay. Um, okay. So my, one of my questions before we wrap up is what has been like, if you had to pick one thing that has been the single most effective strategy from the course, from evidence-based writing, what would you say has made the biggest impact for your kids? I think for my kids, it's the mentor text um, because I was able to show them exactly what I was looking for. The highlighting um, that you've provided on those. And then we also, I took it a step further. We put them in those clear um, pocket mm-hmm. things and we use dry erase markers to highlight and everything. Cause, um, you know, copy counts are a real thing <laughs> for teachers. Um, but that, that has been um, amazing because even now that we're into our second essay, they still are going back and looking at those examples. And um, you know, you hate to say that writing is a formula, but there's definitely a pattern to success. Mm-hmm. And I said, if yours can match this, then you know, you're on the right track. Yeah. And, you know, even just looking, um, they'll look at their paragraphs and I'll say, now, what does yours end with? And they'll say, oh, well, it ends with a quote. And I said, well, then look at this one. What comes next? So um, they're able to see exactly what's expected of them. And I think that those clear expectations have made all the difference. Yeah. And it's so apropos that you just said that because we're recording this on a Sunday and our podcast episodes come out on Tuesdays. And the one that is coming out this Tuesday mm-hmm. is all about writing your own mentor text for any mm-hmm. novel that you're reading with your students. Yes. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of pushback on that, that, you know, we don't want to do that, but it ends up saving so much time for us in the end when we go to grade their papers. Yes. You don't have to write all over their papers with all kinds of comments anymore. No. no. And um, this, I'm a little ashamed to say, I don't know if you included a rubric. I think you did. Mm-hmm. In your thing, yeah. And I didn't yeah, use yeah. that. I'm, I kind of made my own little mini version. Um, but yes, I just circle what's missing 
or I underline what needs to be stronger. And so that's it. They know exactly. And I, like you said, it saves a lot of time grading. Yes. And then what's cool about that is when you go to um, conference with them, like you said, you had Mm -hmm. sat down with all of your students. Mm -hmm. I have my students tell me why they believe they got that grade for that part of their essay. And they'll go back into their essay and they'll identify it. And so when they're able to self-identify where Mm -hmm. they kind of, you know, just missed the mark, that makes so much more of a difference than if I'm telling them, hey, this is what you missed. Um, So that's really cool to see when you use the rubric in that way too. That is a great idea. I will definitely be doing that on the next one. Yes. Yes. yes, I love it. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the five quick fire questions. Are you ready? I guess so. (laughs) Okay. It's the first thing that comes to mind and it's just, it's silly. It's fun. Okay. Okay. So if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? England. Ooh. Why England? Oh, I just, I love the literary history there (laughs) and I've never been there. So I want to see where Jane Austen and Shakespeare and the Bronte sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go do that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My husband and I went to England, I think like five years ago and we didn't get to go in, but we went to the Globe Theater and I took a picture in front and it was so fun to just be there. I wanted to take my students there and have them have that experience. Yes. That'd be awesome. I love that you picked England. What is your favorite month of the year? October. Mm. I love fall. I love the seasons changing. I just love kind of the anticipation of October because everyone's excited for the things that are coming up. And, you know, you're in the school year, you're just finally in the groove. You know your kids, you know what you're doing. So October is a good one. Now, November, we're ready (laughs) for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. I know November was parent-teacher conferences for us. Is it for you guys too? No, we don't have parent-teacher conferences. Okay. Okay. Well, so you don't have, we always had them like right before Thanksgiving. So we had three days of parent-teacher conferences, no school, and then it was Thanksgiving. So we just kind of like trudged through those three days to make it stay alive. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What is your favorite lunch item? Mm. Okay. This makes me sound really silly, but like a fruit cup. (laughs) (laughs) take my lunch every day. I don't eat a school lunch, but I take my lunch every day and I just love a good fruit cup. I don't know what it is. Awesome. I love that. Is there a specific type of fruit? Like the, the pears, the peaches, no, the peaches. Yeah. The peaches I think are it's good. just nostalgic. You know? Yes. I don't know. Brings you back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is the last book that you read? Um, I just finished Gone by Michael Grant. Um, which is a young adult science fiction series. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just the first one. A student recommended it to me. She was super excited about it. She's like, please read it. Um, and I said, sure, whatever. She handed it to me. It's 500 something pages. <laughs> I was like, great. Um, but no, I love reading what students recommend. And it was a really good book. Now she wants me to read the rest of the series. And I'm like, well, that's six books and a million pages. Um, so not today, but um, it was good. It was definitely a good science fiction suspense book. Okay, awesome. That's good to know. We can put it into our libraries. Yes. <laughs> if you weren't a teacher, what would you do? Um, I would be a librarian because mm. I just, I love books and I love talking to people about I love that. Well, you are in a great profession as an English teacher. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining me on the podcast. It was so nice to virtually meet you and have a conversation with you. And thank you for sharing all about your transformation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everything that the work that you um, do with, with this, because I just soak it all in and I've seen success and it's 
it's wonderful for my students, but it's also great for me to feel confident as a teacher. Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I just loved that episode with Amy. She is such a nice person and just an amazing teacher doing amazing things for her students in her classroom. And I loved hearing about her transformation when we were talking together about going from, you know, just peace feeling stuff together, not really knowing how to teach writing what you were doing to finally feeling like she's got this. That confidence that she knew she could have as a writing teacher just makes me so, so happy to hear about the successes that she's having in her classroom. Now, I want you to know that you can have those same exact successes that Amy's having, that confidence that she's talking about when you join us in our course as well. Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach will be opening its doors on December 29th. But if you get on the wait list now, you'll be knowing about the enrollment period a little bit sooner and we'll be sending you a special little treat um, in advance, but only to those people who are on our wait list. So if it's something that you're interested in, head over to ebacademics.com for forward slash writing waitlist. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash writing waitlist. We would love to have you join us. Sign up for the waitlist. You'll get more information about enrollment before everybody else, and you'll get a little special surprise from us as well. All right. I will see you guys next week on the podcast. Have a wonderful week, you guys.